It's another beautiful, wonderful, chilly morning here in the Western Cape, French York, South Africa. You are welcome this morning if you're tuned to our live broadcast. This is the voice of Isaiah Phillips Akintola on the Potter's Gate online broadcast. Wherever you are this morning, it's a great delight to share this moment with you. I want to welcome you as we continue to journey in the spirit as we continue to allow the Lord to lead and to guide us into his heartbeat and his desire. Well, today we believe God for great things. Today is the 21st of the month of January 2024. So far, so good. Yes, challenges, but the challenges are designed to empower us, to strengthen us, to, gra to grace us, and of, of course, to grant us insight and direction in how to transverse the realities of life so i want to welcome you wherever you are this morning thank you for joining thank you my dear sister for joining this morning god bless you too for joining sister tina thank you well friends if you're joining us we're dealing with some very important subject the lord has really laid hold of my heart and my you know my mind and he's been speaking to me you know of of late uh, i've been awakened again to see you know the, 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 the kind of mandate of you will mission that God has committed into my hands you know you you get to know who you are what you are by what you do habitually by what you do perpetually you know uh, yesterday I was <clears throat> just looking back <clears throat> excuse me into some of the you know subjects that we've been dealing with you know from from last year and i realized that these are generational messages these are messages that are you know borderless that are not just related or limited to you know one particular you know group or aspect you know in society but we're dealing with something that has to do with the recovery of the body of Christ and bringing the church back to a place of functionality and you know uh, efficacy if you will so I'm grateful to God and this of course is adjusting my orientation and if you will my sense of engaging life and understanding who I am all right sometimes uh, uh, we, we struggle to find who we are within the, the so many things that we're doing but they said this is one thing all right that i've called you to do uh, they, they said that mary have chosen that which will not be taken from her so i guess at this twilight point of my life i'm beginning to realize my call my mandate and the sense of you know uh, uh if you will direction you know god will have me you know position myself and of course the kind of prophetic voice is given to me so i'm grateful to god and i believe at this point what one is saying and declaring will attract the kind of men and women who god amen asunder to hear to receive amen and to grow in this message meaning that they will be the one that will in fact place you know place value on this thing i mean when you get to certain point even in marketing in business you know that you are not sent to everybody you are not your product is not for everybody all right yes you can't have a you can't have a product for everybody your product must have you know a target you know market you must have a target so i'm beginning to understand that even within that which god has 
called me to do. I cannot help but speak the way I speak and emphasize the things that we emphasize, amen, and, and, and emphasize that on certain value system. Yes, so it's not of my making, you know. I know that that will, of course, you know, cause certain people just, you know, to be angry with you, to be negative with you because they think you just want to be negative. No, when when the Lord lay holes of you, you will always find that in the scripture. And the hand of the Lord was upon me, the prophet will say. The hand of the Lord was upon me. When the hand of the Lord is upon you, you cannot but to speak in certain dimension. And this is why God takes his time to refine, to build a man his own. All right. When, when God wants you to carry out certain, you know, mission, he sends you to the potter's house. Amen. And they must fashion, amen, your vessel in a particular manner that must carry, amen, the, 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 the message they want you to carry. If your message is oil, they must shape, amen, that you know that that vessel to be able to carry that oil if your if your vessel is supposed to be carrying a wine all right you you they can't shape you amen you know with you know with, with a you know with the value system you know of an oil you know they, they must shape you to carry what amen yes you've been ordained for and these are these are part of the things that we have to learn okay i know that as we grow in the lord they allow so many things to just but as you begin to grow and come to maturation they begin to tailor made and design your spirit amen for a specific at this point of my life i mean i cannot be joking and be playing around and be looking for who likes me or who doesn't like me or who wants to hear no 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 we, we you've been tailor made they say you have been you have been prepared for such a time as this so there's a clarion call, there's a voice, there's a mandate, amen, that we are bringing. There's a sound, amen, and that sound daily is becoming clearer, hallelujah. That sound is becoming clearer, that sound is becoming more distinct, amen. Yes, if if, if, if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will be prepared for war? No, we don't want to. The days of making uncertain sound is over. Our voice has to be clear in the earth, hallelujah. We have to know who we are, what we are, and what we have been sent to represent Christ must become even more clear to you so that your proclamations and your declaration of, of you know of your mandate in representation hallelujah cannot be gainsay cannot be mistaken for something else I don't want people to mistake in my voice amen for for someone else or for something else there has to be amen a clarity I think that is some of the things the Lord, amen, is drawing and our attention to. And I thank God for the grace, amen, to do that. So we lay down, we lay our life down on the altar. And we ask that his kingdom come. We ask that his will be done. You see, the kingdom of God comes to us in seasons. And each of the seasons, amen, of the arrival of the kingdom, they address certain things. They address certain conditions, certain position. They address certain mindset, certain belief system. The kingdom come in various ways there's a period where the kingdom of god comes to correct to rebuke amen where the kingdom comes to exalt where the kingdom comes to comfort where the kingdom comes hallelujah to realign where the kingdom come to judge hallelujah so we've got to understand all the various dimensions of the expressions amen of the comings of the lord of the comings of the kingdom so we want to thank god that in this season god is coming to us through these messages that you're hearing so please don't take them for granted. That's the point. Don't take them for granted. All right? 
The Bible says, do not harden your heart when you hear these things. Yes, let's not harden our heart. Let's open our heart. Let's allow the Lord to continue to come. Amen. May we never get to a day where when God comes and stand knocking the doors of our heart, we cannot open because we're doing our own thing. That we can't open our heart because we're doing our own thing. No, the days of doing our own thing, the days of doing my own thing is over. If you ever think this message is something that I cook up in my own brain, you know, just to say something, then you're mistaken. You know, I just before I came here, I was just, you know, warming my tea, you know, and, and I was saying to the Lord, Lord, I'm ready for you. I'm ready. Just open my mouth. Just help me to speak. Help me to declare, you know, your heart, your mind, regardless of how I've prepared. I still need you to do what you need to do through my mouth. So, you see, even my introduction is not something that I designed. There's, an, there's something that I wanted to just share with us in terms of what we are looking Of course, by the way, we're dealing with amen, Asian landmarks. And I'm sure by now, amen, you are, you know, enriched. You've been blessed by, you know, the, 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 you know, the points that we have, you know, highlighted. I believe this is one of the most important presentation, all right, that we're going to, that we're going to be, you know, dealing with, all right, in, in this, in this year, all right. So what is God doing? God is restoring his house, is restoring his church, and is also building his house at the same time. You understand? Wisdom is building a house. And this house will be laid, amen, with all the apostolic, you know, frameworks and pillars. There are seven pillars that must be restored back into our life. I'm not going to be dealing with that today. But this message is just to give us a framework, an understanding, a perspective, if you will, a clarity of what is required of us, of what is demanded. What be that person who lives in this day doing his or her own thing? Or right, peddling the word of God? It's a curse to live in this sacred season, in this moment, that you're doing your own thing. You've not gotten rid of the old man. You've not gotten rid of the flesh. You have not undressed yourself as a woman of God. You've not undressed yourself as a servant of God. All right? You're, you're still, you're still journeying with the old pattern of thinking. You're, you're still, you know, trying, you're still trying the water. You know, you know how it is when you want to have a bath, all right? You're checking, is the water warm enough or, you know, or is it cold? Or is, it, is it lukewarm? You, you know, you're still testing the things of God. You're, no, no, we, we've come a long way. The, the, the night is fast spent. We checked that scripture not too long ago. The night is fast spent. The day is about breaking. In the days of the breaking, we undress. We align ourselves. We align our mind. Hallelujah. We, we get rid of the deeds of the flesh. We, 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 we press deep into the spirit. We, 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 we undress ourselves and we jump in and say, God, this is me. I am open. Whatever you want to do with my life, I offer myself. As a living sacrifice, I present myself to you this morning. Yes, I want to be a worthy vessel. I don't just want to be another noisemaker. I don't just want to be another sound. I want to be a clear, distinct sound. I want to be a vessel, meet for your use. Use me, Father. It's my desire to be used of you. And I know you're not going to use anything that is unclean. 
I know you're not going to use anything that is unworthy. I know you're not going to use anything that does not have you know, a, an image of your identity. I know you're not going to use somebody that is double-minded. Lord, I'm double-minded. I'm confused. I don't know what I am. My life is about, you know, survivor. I'm just thinking about how to pay my rent and how to, you know, do this and do that and how to feed. But Lord, I know you can take me beyond this mindset. Help me to see what you are showing me. And many of us, God wants to do things with our life, but we are just too busy with our own. Watch my name puts it this way. All right? When God wants to use you, but you have another thing at hand. You have another thing at hand. So God cannot put things in your hand because your hand is occupied. It's like God wants to use your mind, but your mind is too occupied. Yes, you're too occupied with what you call ministry. You're too occupied with survivor. You're too occupied with... So they can't pour. They can't pour things in. God cannot... You're praying, God speak to me. God I'm speaking to you. But there are too many things that is distracting you. Yes. Uh, we live in a real world. We live in a world where we need to pay rent. We live in a world where we need to send our children to school. We, need in the, we live in a world where we need to pay bills. We live in a world where we have to feed. We live, I mean, reality, you think God is daft? Of course, he knows all those things. But he says, seek my kingdom first. So we are tracking, we are tracking, we are seeking to understand what it means to put God first. Because that is the principle of the, of the kingdom of God. Whenever God wants to initiate something, there are things he puts first in the beginning. The protron order of God, we have to understand it. How to begin, how to start first, how to put things first, first things first. There's something called priority, priority. The priorities of the kingdom, amen, are becoming, you know, more clear to us. The things of God are coming to the fore. We are, we are shifting. They are shifting us away from distraction. Mary was in the house. Excuse me. Martha was in the house. She was busy doing things that in the normal human sense, you would have, you know, given her kudos and said, well done, Martha. You are very, you know, you understand. But in the order of the priority of the kingdom, she was out of order. And that's where God is bringing us. That's what the Lord, amen, is highlighting in this, in this new day. We have to know, amen, the nature of the day. So we readjust our priority and stop, you know, putting God, amen, behind. Uh, God is not, you know, the things of God are not things we put on the back burner. Well, we will address it later. Let's deal with this important one first. <laughs> Let's deal with this important one. I also find myself in that state. But immediately, quickly, I try to adjust myself. Oh, let's deal with what is more important. Listen to this. Let me tell you something. God can make you sit under a tree to fulfill his purpose than to be amen, in a, in a well-furnished house amen, that would derail you from his purpose. Do you know that God? Do you know? Do you know that God? Do you understand that kind of a God? Oh, come on. Listen, God deals with his interest in our life. And everything that God is doing in this last day, and he will be doing to you, it will be because of his interest. So if you don't have, amen, the interest of the kingdom of God as a priority, as first in order, first in rank in your life, you're going to be having a lot of problems. Because many things that will be happening to you, you're going to be blaming the devil. You're going to be praying unnecessary prayer. You're going to be binding things that don't need to be bound. In fact, you'll be binding things that you need to lose. And you'll be losing things that you need to bind. Because you do not have a, a clarity of heaven's program or intentions for your life. 
many of the things we said it two years ago that many of the things that God is going to be doing in this decade will be correctional that was a word God gave us, I think, 2022, when we came out of, you know, uh, you know, 2021. Yes, God said, I'll be coming to you in, in this decade with my rod. My rod and my staff, amen, will comfort you. We have to see that comfort. If we don't understand that where we are right now is part of God's program to realign, to correct us, to bring us back to where we ought to be, you'll be running doing your own thing. And you would have toiled all night and then you would have realized, all right, you've caught nothing. And that, the fact that you caught nothing is a grace. You should thank God for that because you can easily go back to him. But what happened in a situation where, you know, you're doing something and you are producing after your own kind, you're producing, you're seeing results. That is more dangerous. That's a more dangerous place to be because there's nothing anybody can tell you that you're in the wrong place. You say, can't you see the fruit? Can't you see the fruit? <laughs> That's what they tell us in the charismatic, all right, that you cannot, you cannot judge the fruit. You, you know, the fruit don't lie. Can't you see the fruit? But you're producing after the order, amen, of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Was it yesterday or two days ago we were tracking that thing? Was it yesterday that we can build, but we can also build, amen, with the principle, value system, and strength of Babylon. We saw Nimrod. Nimrod built. And there are a lot of things today that men are building. The homes, families are building. The nations are building. But they are building after the pattern of Nimrod. And that is why the end product of those things are going to be what? Confusion. The world has never been more confused than we see it today. We're seeing confusion. We're seeing hypocrisy at all levels. I'm looking at the hypocrisy of a nation of South Africa taking another nation around to, you know, to, you know, to, you know, to, you know, to, what do you call it now? You know, to the world courts. South Africa taking, you know, Israel, you know, to court. It is, I'm like, hey, I mean, he dollar made this money. This is the height of hypocrisy. Just take a look. Look at your own backyard. Fix your house first. How do you say you want to be a, a defender of justice while there are injustice manifesting in the land? Years after, you know, democratic freedom, we still have people, you know, children still using pit toilets. That's hypocrisy on a very high level. Even if they win the, the case at the JIC, listen to this, it's still a shared manifestation of it. Why am I bringing that? Because all of that speaks to the nature that defines the world we live in, the society we live in. The Lord says, if you want to remove a method sawdust in another man's eye, you first remove the plank in your own eyes so you can see well. <laughs> it's an indictment for, for South Africa. Excuse me, not like I support Israel. No, no, no. I'm dealing with injustice. Because those are the issues that we're going to be understanding. And if we don't have the right spiritual perspective to see the ancient landmarks, to see how landmarks are being moved. In the name of, you know, you running your own program and thinking everybody must see according to your own program. Sorry, you missed it. And that is why everybody listen to me. We all must come back. Amen. To the order, to the pattern, 
to the blueprint of God. God is the standard, not you, not me. Amen. America is not the standard. South Africa is not the standard. Amen. Germany is not the standard. Neither is Israel the standard. God, our heavenly father, the Elion himself is the standard. And his standard, amen, is made beer, is made clear about how to live our life. If we move away from the pattern of God, of course we will settle for, amen, all kinds of humanistic ideas and values of how to live life, of how to raise our home, how to raise our kids, you understand, of how to, you know, everybody's got an idea. Everybody today is an expert. Particularly, amen, in a society of AI, anybody can go into ChatGPT and get me something and suddenly become an expert. Sorry, it doesn't make you an expert. The fact that you can you can quack like a dog does not make you a dog. The, the fact that you can bark very well, amen, like a dog doesn't make you one. The fact that you can meow like a cat does not make you one, amen. By their fruit, we will know them. Are you tracking with me? So we have to know what the Spirit of God is saying to us in this season. There is a lot that we need to unpack. There's so much the Spirit of God amen, is emphasizing. And I hope that we'll be able to do justice to all of this. Amen. We are dealing with a general you know, topic all right, that speaks to the, you know, uh, 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 how to occupy till Christ return that's what we're dealing with and that message will speak into this concept amen that if we're gonna learn how to occupy till christ come all right that's that's a mission that's a mission for every one of us all right that is a mission for every one of us that we must learn to occupy till christ return and i see that as a as a condition of a lifestyle occupying till christ come it's not just amen being present in some workplace it's not just being you know present all right in the world of entrepreneurship it's not just being present amen yes in your career it's not just being out there on top so everybody can see you it's not you projecting yourself it's not you saying well i own you know uh, 10 companies no that is good but that is not what it means to occupy amen till christ return and that's what I'm trying, amen, to build effectively. I'm trying to lay this, you know, the, the foundation of this house. Because at the end of the day, to be able to occupy till Christ come must be a dimension of a life. It must be a, a temple that is unshakable, that is unmovable. I mean, it, it must be amen, a dimension of a value system that cannot be eroded from society. You can build things and tomorrow those things are moved, are removed. I bought over, taking over. One thing can happen and everything you've worked for all your life is gone. So why we need to understand, you know, yes, how to occupy dimensions and places in the marketplace and in our career and all of that, that's good, but that's secondary. As an, as an apostolic builder, we have to build, amen, from ground zero. We have to understand, amen, the foundation of how to live life, how to build effectively. Building, hallelujah, is one of the main, amen, you know, uh, 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 values of kingdom men and women. Building. The things of God are built. Are you with me, friends? So in this process, like I was sharing with us a few days ago, it, it occurred to me that this is a whole, you know, a whole manual, a whole book, all right, that actually can be, you know, put together. And I'm hoping God will give me the grace, even though these days I seem not to have the time 
to even sit down and and write and of course writing is one of my passion all right but i seem just because i'm on a transition but i'm hoping that you know somehow maybe with the uh, 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 you know the 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 world of ai maybe i'll be able to put put you know perform some <laughs> perform some magic because that's how those things look like you understand hopefully i'll be able to perform some magic okay but but anyhow i hope you are following what i'm saying all right because i'm, I'm looking at the trend all right we, you know we began last year by talking about uh, 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 um you know vision for you know 2024 and beyond so we began to deal with the concept of recasting the vision and from there all right we then move into this you know concept of occupying and from the teaching of occupying till christ return which of course like i said is a message that is in inexhaustible i mean this is something you cannot exhaust you cannot just say you you finish the message because they say occupy till christ return so that is you know a, a topic we hope to look at amen throughout the year as the spirit you know leads us but then you begin to see that within that message God then begins to, you know, highlight other points, messages, if you will, that connects to how to occupy. All right. Then we dealt with issues of, are you battle ready? Remember, I'm just refreshing your mind in case you have forgot. And maybe you don't, maybe you're just watch, watching, you know, watching for the first time or you're listening to this for the first time. Then you need to go back to, you know, the videos, you find them on YouTube. <clears throat> if you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, what are you still doing? You've got to subscribe because that is a resource, amen, that will change your life, amen. And if you're a minister, you can live on those resources because they will help you to know the heart of God, the mind of God, how to build effectively, all right, in every area of life, okay? So we began to deal with issues of are you battle ready? And the context of the battle, amen, is how to occupy because those who occupy are warriors. Nobody, 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 even in the world of business. I mean, in fact, one of the key areas, amen, of running business, of, you know, of becoming an entrepreneur is to learn how to war. If you don't know how to war, how to battle, forget it. You just stay somewhere and, you know, continue to receive your, you know, monthly salary. You understand? Even with that, you're still going to do some war because certain people just want to keep you where you are. You understand? So sometimes you've got a war. And when I mean war, you've got to understand what we were talking about. I'm not talking about physical battle. Right? I'm not talking about you trying to force yourself. But you've got to be aware. You've got to be present. You've got to know how things work. Amen. Yes, within parastatus, within, you know, environment. You've got to understand. Because we live in a falling world. In a falling world, amen, people want to prey on you. People want to take advantage of you. In a falling world, nobody loves you. Nobody cares for you. If somebody ever says, I love you, it's because there's something they want to gain from you except except that person hallelujah has truly met the lord and that's why we need the favor of god the favor of god means that you you carry the presence of god to such an extent that even your haters when they see you they cannot but to bless you that that's the meaning of the favor of god so no matter how good you think you are you don't get there <laughs> your skill of course you need the skill why do you need a skill? So that when you get there, you can then exercise, you can then use the skill. And people can say, wow. I hope you understand that the favor of God did not just open a door for, you know, for Joseph. All right. He's got the skill. All right. He's got the skill. 
and you need the skill amen yes to perform you need the skill yes you know to deliver so it's important that amen while we depend on the favor of god we also need to know amen yes our skill we need to know our craft we need to know who we are and what we are sent to do so that amen when they say okay now you've 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 been brought before the king you've been brought before pharaoh can you read the handwriting that's not the time to be scratching your head and say oh Oh, let's pray. Let's pray in the spirit. Let's pray in tongues. No, 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 no. <laughs> that you must do, amen. Before the opportunity comes. When the opportunity comes, you just you just start reading the handwriting. This is what it means. This is why. Wow, yes. That's why sometimes God will lock you. God will keep you in a certain place to develop the skill. Are you seeing how God is speaking to us? Are you seeing? To develop the skill, to develop the capacity. Alright? So that when you get to the day, amen, of manifestation, uh, that's not the time to be saying, so how do I do? How do I push? No, you've been training how to push. <laughs> amen. You just, you just repeat what you've been. You see, it's like me. You give me any platform, no matter how big, no matter how whoever is there, give me. I will deliver. I will deliver. Because I've been training. You see, David had been training at the backside. He's been training. To fight beasts. He's been training, amen, to fight lions. He's been, nobody saw him. Many of the warfare you're going through, nobody know about it. But the day you'll be called to save the nation, people will think, wow, where did this guy just come from? David just saved the day. He's been saving the day. He's been training for years. Nobody saw him. Even when he told his brothers that, hey, this is what happened. No, nobody will believe you. Nobody will believe the things that God have been, you know, putting me through. If I if I have to open my mouth, show you just half of, you know, how God is training me, you will just like forget it. Oh yeah, they will train you at the backside of the wilderness where nobody is applying you. When you are when you have perfected the training, when there's nobody applying you, yes, when they bring you before the nations and you save the day, you will not be moved by their applause. You understand this? Come on. Are you getting what I'm saying? So what the Spirit of the Lord is addressing is very, very important. When they wake you up and call you to pray and you don't feel like it and you engage, what will keep you, amen, in, in prayer in the time when you don't feel like it is something that, you know, of the Lord began to address recently again to me. Where there is no vision. Excuse me. I just need to get up a bit. You know, sometimes you just can't sit down. I love to sit. <laughs> I love to sit, you know, just to, you know, you know, keep my feet a bit uh, uh, relieved because I've been standing for a while. But uh, the message is getting somewhere. Where there is no vision. And one of the things the Lord began to open my understanding to of late is that vision is more than just an idea, amen, to execute. Vision is more than just an idea, amen, to execute so you can achieve something. No, vision is the ability, amen, to align, amen, to align your, your knowledge, your understanding, if you will. The template of your life aligning with that of heaven. So you are ready, you are prepared, amen. You are able, amen, to go through whatever you need to go through to deliver the mandate of the kingdom for your generation. <laughs> I love that. Are you getting it? Vision is not just about, you know, uh, 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 
I've, I've heard something from God. God has dropped something in my spirit. I've got an objective. I've got a mandate to carry out. I want to build the biggest church. That's good. But that is not the ultimate understanding of a vision. Vision means that your, your, your sight aligns with the sight of God. Your will aligns with the will of God. Amen. Your intention aligns with heaven's intention. So that when they say, we need to go through fire, you say, God, I'm ready. When they say, we need to go through, amen, the high water, say, I'm ready. Hallelujah. You see, vision gives you insight into the future. It shows you, amen, the route, the path that, that we need to go through Jericho. So when they're taking you through Jericho, you are not fighting God. And your mindset is not just about we're going to establish something. No. Vision is about you, amen, aligning with the roots, with the root, with the path God has ordained, amen, for the fulfillment of his intention in your life and through your life. So, so circumstances, amen, rather than working against you in the place of fulfilling vision, circumstances and the challenges of life and the, and the traumas of life, in fact, you see them as tools that God uses, amen, to bring forth his intentions, his desire, hallelujah, to your life. <laughs> because if vision is just limited to the ability to have, you know, plan and objective, to, to achieve something then the day you achieve that thing you will begin to come down <laughs> and we've seen where vision has become the barrier ground the fulfillment of vision has become the barrier ground of many people many men of god many people the moment they achieve their goal they start nose diving check it throughout history the best of the best of leaders were defeated after the achievement of their so-called vision. So vision is not just about achieving something. Vision is about being able to work with God. <laughs> if there's a man in the scripture that teaches us amen, about vision, his name is Enoch. The greatest work the greatest work, the greatest assignment you can achieve on earth is to work with God. To work with God. Imagine you working with God and you failing in the work of life. That's, that's just impossible. But you can be working for God and not be working with God. My message is not about people just finding something to do for God. No, it's about them working with God going somewhere going on with the Lord it's important we define what, what, what vision is isn't vision sight what have you seen vision is sight it's not just about an objective the objective earlier is secondary in fact the objective should be as a result of sight now if you're seeing listen to this now listen to what the lord just dropped in my spirit if you are seeing something you need to do for god and you are not seeing the hand of god and you're not seeing his face i can assure you you will not be able to accurately precisely work for god 
It's in the place of working for God that Lucifer fell. <laughs> in the midst of his assignment, iniquity was found in his heart. Because, because he was working for God, but he was not allowing the presence of God to occupy his heart. The most vulnerable point and place of our life is after we've achieved something, we've done something, we've carried out something, we've given that prophetic word, we have blessed somebody, we have, you know, you know, built something. Because you see, that is part of, you know, how, you know, a, a fallen human being, okay, get fulfillment. We get fulfilled by achievement. Oh. Our emotion, you know, that that chemical in us that gives us a sense of pleasure, all right, is often released after we have done something. It's like sex. When you reach, you know, the the, the climax of sex, you you are you are overwhelmed, hallelujah, by chemicals. And those chemicals, after they've done their job. The wear off. <laughs> the wear off. And God help you if you are not prepared for the responsibility that that chemical, amen, is going to produce in your life. Because now you're sitting with a child. <laughs> After you've had a pleasure, now, amen, a few months later, somebody says, I'm pregnant. You're like, You can't be pregnant. We're not ready for for a baby. Hello. <laughs> you have to understand that it's not about a pleasure. It's not about gaining something. It's about what comes after that. Can you still continue to track and walk and journey with God even after you've gotten there the Bible says of the patriarch Abraham they were searching and seeking for a city whose builder and maker is God but they got to the promised land the Bible said when they got to the promised land he lived in tent with Isaac his son Abraham could have, amen, in the promised land, begin to build a massive, amen, structure. In fact, he could have built a city. Have you noticed that Abraham did not build a city? Yet, the father called him, amen. He was given, he was the one entitled, earlier to be called the father of nations. Ah, are you, are you picking something about the Asian landmarks? When you're talking about faith, like I said yesterday, you have to touch Abraham. Abraham laid for us a pattern, a pattern, a pattern. He was searching for a city, amen, with foundations. <laughs> talking about foundations. That's some of the things I want to talk about this morning. He was looking, he was searching for a city whose builder and maker is God. And the city, amen, that God builds don't just have foundation, they have foundations. In fact, they have 12 foundations. Have you ever seen 
Have you ever seen any structure with foundations? All a building needs is one foundation. But when it comes to the things of God, we don't just have one foundation. There are foundations. He was looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Whose foundations is God. Are you, are you picking what we are understanding? What the spirit of, I'm just trying to align, amen, the concept of, you know, occupying till Jesus come with, amen, restoring the Asian landmark because as we said yesterday, those landmarks have been removed. And right now, they are still being aggressively, aggressively removed. Amen. In our lives, in our homes, in our family, in our community, in the church, the body of Christ. There are spirits, there are power systems that have been baptized and power with strong, you know, apostolic mandate. Remember when I say apostolic, that is not just limited to you know doing the work of god the devil himself the bible says as god amen yes apostles yes is god people that he's sending he's got agents he's got spirit that he sends out to go and anoint people as apostles to carry out amen his mandate his mission a governmental so you cannot deal with a governmental territorial spirit with just your little idea of the things of God you will not win so what God is emphasizing is we need to have a vision of finishing you know what I've said we need to have a vision to finish vision must not be limited to just starting the ability to start to continue and to fulfill must be informed earlier by the level the quality of how calibrated our vision is vision amen must allow us to see and to be able to see through the curvatures of time to see through amen you know the the the, the bends the bends of life to see through yes you know Things that we, we 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 don't know are coming, but as those things comes, amen. We are still, amen. You know, things happen to us. People will say, "Ah, this one, this one has finished. This guy, this guy will never rise again." It's like watching a wrestling match. It's like watching a wrestling match. You know, two boxers, or rather, okay, two boxers or wrestling match. You know, one is given you when everybody. In the audience could feel the impact of that blow. Boom! It's like in the days of Tyson, you're given one and you just go blank. You all your sin is 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 darkness and stars, and you're weak, tired, on the floor. You can't get up. You have no physical strength, your muscle is tired and weak. In fact, you know, your ribs, you know, seem broken. Because one, the, the punch that has been given to you on the side, you can't stand upright again. And something, hallelujah, is telling you, just lay down there and call it quit. And suddenly you hear a voice, amen, within your mind and say, no, your strength does not come by your physique. Your strength comes by your vision. Vision. You are able to rise and defeat and win. 
and you don't know where that strength comes from have you ever seen that kind of fight this guy said just stay there I'm going to give you the last punch and that one may just finish you kill you you may just be out of you know uh, at this spot forever but you hear a voice on the inside in the midst of a cracked bone earlier, a broken arms you understand bleeding here and there you can't see properly and you summon that power hallelujah as they say you can do it you get up and everybody's like no it cannot be don't tell me this guy still has something to offer don't tell me this man still have something to offer the eyes are bleeding we can see blood dropping you understand you don't know but you heard a voice it could be the voice of your mother it could be the voice of your father it could be the voice but oftentimes in kingdom it is the voice of Christ you get up you get up hallelujah and as you rise up you take your stand and the punch is strong you 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 dodge it and they just gave you one opportunity amen and there is an uppercut and while that man is still going there you give him another one and there he is on the floor and as he's still on the floor you know that this is a done deal and you're waiting get up and you don't know where the power comes from oh i feel like preaching this morning I used to be a preacher. Voice from another realm came upon you. Sight was given to you from another realm. Though, hallelujah, yes, the outer man may be perishing. The inner man receives this ability. I can do this. That's called vision. That despite the odds, despite the challenges, despite the negativity, despite earlier, yes, the reports, heaven breathes on you. That was David. No adversity. Somehow, he was just determined to maintain, to stay on the path. To build, hallelujah, to construct, amen, the, the, the desires of God and to restore the order of God. The Bible says, amen, in the days of David, all of the weak ones, the defeated people, the non-entities of this world, the people that have lost the identity that Saul has almost finished, they all came to David and in, in the cave called Adullam, he built them, he trained them, some of them he made them mighty men. That's my story. I don't know about you. Because somebody will say, what gave you the audacity to be touching this dimension? Powers of darkness will say, what gave you? You see, the more you touch certain things in the spirit, the more you begin to address certain forces in the spirit, ah, the more, amen, you, you, you must be ready, hallelujah, yes, to be challenged. My mandate is to restore the ancient part.
My mandate is to restore the Asian part. It's to raise a company of people who do not just have a vision to achieve something which is good. But their vision has been aligned with that of God, that of the Father, that of Christ. And therefore, they are not counting on an achievement. They are just walking with God. As they walk with God, hallelujah, they are bringing change and transformation because their life has become the extension, the portal of God, amen, in reaching the earth. Their life is not about them doing something. Their life has become a conduit for God to walk through. See, there are two kinds of ministers. There are those who are doing something for God. And there are those whom God is using to do something. God is using them. They are just an extension of the hand of God. So when God said, I want to stretch my hand over, over Africa. They said, this is the hand, Lord. When God said... I need a body to take me, all right, to Ghana. They say, I'm ready. When, when God said, I need to bring a change to the judicial system of America, they say, I'm available. They're not depending on a gift because they are orators, because they are, they've studied law. They just say, Lord, everything that I have, my skill, my grace, everything, the resource you've given to me, I'm available. God just said, take me. The, the, the word is, who would take me into the strong city? Who would take me? See, people who carry God are not moved by what other people think. They're not moved by opinions. They are just a vehicle. You see, they know that the ministry is of the Lord. <laughs> Some people will be prepared this morning to go and perform, to go and, you know, show their giftings. Those days are over. You just carry God. You carry him there. You carry his presence there. You carry his grace there. You carry his wisdom there. Because that wisdom, that grace, that anointing, you know, does not belong to you. Is for the ministry of God. Did we not re read it some time ago? Amen. You are God's house. You are God's worksman. You are God's field. You are co-workers with God. It's not your ministry. The ministry belongs to the Lord. And he wants to use you. He wants to use your hand. Use your mouth. Use your ears. Use your, your eyes. Use your feet. Because God is a spirit. The same principle that apply to how Jesus function within the order of the Christos is the same principle that is applying to us today. Remember before Christ came, they had to prepare him first a body. I mean, if you have read your Bible, you will know that is true. A body you have prepared for me. Lord, I come in the volume of the book, for it is written of me. He didn't do his own thing. He didn't come to dazzle us and try to, 
you know, impress the father. No, he was just an extension. Is that kind of ministry clear to us? It was just an extension. The body of Mary was prepared for the Christos, for the Christ, for the anointing, for the Messiah to walk. And that's why they take time to prepare that vessel. You see, when you meet somebody that is truly prepared, you will know it, you will see it, you will feel it in their delivery, in their message from somebody who just want to impress God because of a gift. So, did you get the direction? Do you now see the difference, you know? When we talk about where there is no vision. So, I'm not talking about where there is no, you know, assignment to carry out. Assignment gives us a sense of purpose and direction so we know how to channel our resource. That's why we need to have a vision. That's good. But that, amen, at certain level might even fail if you don't have, amen, a sight that is restored, that sees, that understands the heart of God, the mind of God, the will of God at every interval of your life. Vision is having the same sight. With Christ is seeing what the Holy Spirit wants you to see you can have a passion and a desire to want to achieve something just because all right you believe that God wants you to build a church or build a business which is good but it's not good enough if we take it to amen a prophetic dimension of understanding life so that's what we address here or else you're not better than you know the world system who are talking about vision. Hardly you go to any company, amen, without a vision. Hardly would you walk into a company, walk into a business, amen, walk into you know, you know, some government parasites. In fact, some of them they will have the vision on the wall. That doesn't mean they understand what vision is. Because they themselves they break the protocol, the standard, the values of what they have written. Because nobody can fulfill a vision without, amen, the endowment of heaven. Remember my definition of vision. Vision is an heavenly calling for an earthly assignment. If you have a vision, then it's a call. If there's a call, then there's a value system. There's a way they want you to carry it out. All right, I think I've done enough with that before my time, you know, runs out again. I've shared some points with us this morning just to give us, a, a, you know, a better insight into what vision is. Where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. What is restraint? An ability to hold yourself back against a desire, a passion. You know, yes, a longing. That's restraint. You don't act the way amen, your mind is saying act. You don't act the way your flesh wants you to act. And oftentimes, you know, we, we, we act without really thinking and responding. We, we act out of emotion. We don't act out of intelligence. The intelligence of the spirit. 
So where there is no vision, emotion takes over. Emotion of fear or doubt or weakness or even defeat. That analogy I gave you about, you know, two wrestler or boxer, I mean, is, is a typical, you know, example of somebody with vision. What took that person up from a place of being, almost being knocked out, amen, is vision. Vision, hallelujah, gives you the inner strength to go beyond the call of duty. Vision gives you the inner strength, the inner capacity and competence to go beyond the call of duty. And that vision does not come because of self-motivation. It comes because heaven breathed on you. Because the Holy Spirit breathed on you. Remember, you're a breath. And God said, let us make man our own image and our own likeness. And God formed man from the dust and breathed into him the breath of life. That's vision. You are the product of God's vision. Did you notice that? Have you noticed that? When God spoke, he spoke his vision into reality. And you and I are the manifestation of that. Wow, I love that. So how can you how can you how can you start growing and still be looking for a vision? God is your vision. When you find him, you find the reason why he created you, why he placed you where he placed you, why he sent you to where he sent you, why he's taking you out of where he's taking you out of. Why certain things are not going to work and why certain things cannot but to work for you. Because your life is the written code of vision. David said, you knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb. So, when I define vision, I say we define vision by, re by retracing, by tracking God's divine intention for our life before we're born. Career, education does not give you a vision. It enhances the vision. Oh, shalalalaba, oh. That's a, that's a big one. <laughs> education does not give you a vision. It enhances the vision. Your skill does not give you a vision. It enhances the vision. Woo! I didn't see that coming. Are you getting this? Vision is not limited to your skill. It's not limited to your skin color. It's not limited to your pigmentation. It's not bound, hallelujah, yes, to how you speak. It's not, it's not, it's not, you know, disenfranchised, alright, that you're a black person or you're a white person. No. Vision is cross-racial, it's cross-boundary. No matter how people hate you, if God have sent you there, his intention for your life and through your life will become a reality. It's only a matter of time. And oftentimes, we get defeated and we stop the vision from becoming you know, fruitful because we cannot wait. We're too in a hurry. You know why we're in a hurry? Because we look at other people. We judge ourselves. 
we compare ourselves by other people's you know achievement in fact those things we call achievement before god might in fact be a failure but that's what we look at because we are not spiritual yeah oh we went to the same school that guy has built you know uh, uh, you know uh, 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 you know a multi you know uh, uh, you know billion company but we were in the same school in fact we were in the same class excuse me before you were born they didn't give you the same assignment they didn't give you the same mandate your training hallelujah and your your relationship in life and connection differ so why would you be comparing yourself just because you know time and providence brought you to the same class it's for a reason and if you don't know that reason and you're looking for something else that god did not ordain you will remain a failure because foolish are they who compare themselves with themselves it's one thing i don't do i don't compare myself with people I don't compare my grace, my calling, my anointing. I don't compare my skill. No, no. I've got a lot of things that can define me as a failure, but I've learned to use those things as a step, as a stepping stool, hallelujah, to my greatness. Hallelujah. And I'm great because he defines my greatness. There are things that I can do that you will never be able to do. And there are things you're doing that I will never be able to do. So I will need to, you know, you know, either connect with you, you know, partner with you, amen, or, or humble myself and say, please, I need sight from you. I need grace, you know, because God has empowered you in that area. And that is how God intends his work to be functioned, to be, you know, to be carried out. But you see, when we're too proud, it will be difficult for us to even say, look, I need sight from you, bro. God has given you sight in this area. Could you assist me? Should be able to come to you and say hey could you help me in this area please i need grace i need strength because god has empowered you listen this is the reason why gave us amen different grace and different giftings so we can complement each other this is the reason why marriages are failing because you know two people come together that god has brought together amen to build his intention to carry out his intention only for them to be competing and not to be complimenting because they're comparing. It's one of the reasons why a lot of things fail. Lack of sight, lack of ability to identify yourself and see grace in other people and acknowledge it and honor it and respect it and stop Picking here and there, picking here and there, thinking that when you pick from Isaiah, you pick from God knows who pick from that person, you put it together, that will make you. It will never make you. It is it is the order, hallelujah, of Nimrod. When you pick something from me that I did not give to you, you have stolen it. It's your thief. If I pick something from you, hallelujah, yes, that you did not give to me, I have I have stolen from you. You may say, but nobody knows, nobody sees it. I just saw it on a Facebook. No, that's stealing. Ooh. That's you coming through the window, you're not coming through the door. Vision are the things that help us to under, uh, understand what the Bible calls the Asian landmarks. Our attitude, the wrong attitude that we have borrowed from Babylon has made us, made, you know, made us thieves. 
And the enemy, the Bible says, has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. When you don't follow due process and protocol, you're stealing. I don't have to see it. I don't have to know it. But before heaven, you're a thief. Because you didn't work for that thing. You did not work for it. Hey! I wanted to look at my face as I say, you didn't work for that thing. Now we've got all kinds of resources online. You can steal from people, take from people, and put it together and say, well, God has given. God never spoke to you. That's why he said to Jeremiah, I never send them. They were never before my presence. It's a brand new difference. Vision. Vision will make you authentic. It's the authenticity that makes your anointing genuine and that makes hallelujah, the grace of God in your life effective. If I hear something from somebody, I read somebody, I tell you where I got it from. And if God says something to me, it's mine. If God speak to somebody, if I can reach that person, I reach that person. If I can't reach that person, I put it there. I got this from XYZ. It brings more honor into my life and it enriches that person. Don't be a thief. In the days where they say everything is free, there's nothing free. Vision will make you authentic. Vision will define. I'm not talking about vision this morning. We're dealing with, amen, not removing. You see, the, the landmarks are the things we're addressing. These landmarks are value system. They are principle. They are cultures of the kingdom. Hallelujah. They are truths. And God has laid the foundation of how life, amen, is designed to be governed. When you shift those things and say, well, nobody sees it. In fact, the issue is, he said, don't remove the landmarks that God has, that your fathers has placed there. Because when you when you remove a landmark or you shift a landmark, you're you are encroaching on your neighbor's amen land, on your neighbor's property. That's in fact that is the literal definition, the literal meaning of moving landmarks. Landmarks are there to to, def, to define and divide, amen. Yes, what belongs to people. This is my own landmark. All right, this is my own land, and there's a dividing line in where we're living now. There's a there's a there's a wall between this house and the on the house, you know, beside. There's the, you know there's a wall there. It was put there by the government. You will see that you know there's an iron there put on the ground there. You understand? You don't want to say, well, my own land looks a bit long, you know, short. Let me just move, you know, you know, move the boundary a bit. That's stealing. And that's what we're doing. Even in the things of the spirit. Oh my word. I told you. When you connect with us. You are first. You see. You, be, you better begin to thank God. That God can speak to us in such a way that. We are not killing our conscience. Our messages are designed to awaken our conscience. To keep our conscience alive. There are places. Churches. Ministries. You know. Environments. Society you go to today. That are designed to deaden, kill your conscience. That's some of the plans of the enemy. 
kill the conscience of the people. So when you take somebody's thing, you don't feel it. Stealing is now taken. I just took it. I didn't steal it. And there's a reason why people steal. There's a reason why people take things. One of the main reasons why people take things, I tell you why. Tell you the one of the major reasons why people steal, why people take things that don't belong to them, why people, you know, want to, you know, exercise power and authority or give things that they have not worked for, is because they are insecure. That's a landmark that needs to be restored back. Many of us today are suffering from insecurity. When you're not secure in truth, when you're not secure in God, you will do all kinds of things, all right, to portray yourself, amen, in an image that you're not, to portray, hallelujah, something that you're not. So you'll be pretending. That's the fruit of insecurity. Pretend. Denial. You know, you know, on, on, on my streamline uh, 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 um, interface here, you will see at least a number of people following, you know, watching, maybe following. Of course, they don't show the name, they don't show their face, but you can see the numbers. And, you know, oftentimes I realize that when I say something that hits deep into the soul, the number just drops sharply. Maybe from 10, you see it's dropped to 4. What do you think that tells me? People don't want to hear that. That's technology. I don't know people following me. I don't know who is there, who is not there. But I can see from the number. That tells you something. And that galvanizes me to do a, to emphasize more on that area, you see. Because I'm not preaching that, amen, for you to like it. I'm preaching to save a generation. one day somebody will wake up and say I will rise and go back to my father we're not preaching for those people who are still in a state of rebellion who are who all they want to do is to squander amen what they call their right it's my right it's my father's money that's the identity of many believers no we're not poor nobody says you're poor but you should not take what amen you are not mature enough to handle because you're going to waste and squander amen that resource on yourself resource that was designed to help you so that you can build a legacy and build posterity and build something for the next generation amen just because you believe amen that your father is wealthy you squander the whole thing on your selfish ambition that's what we're seeing in the body of christ so we need a redefinition, a recalibration, a realignment of what vision is as we speak into the issues of, amen, yes, restoring, understanding, realigning back to the ancient landmark. When we say it's ancient, it means it was not something that somebody cooked up yesterday. It was not somebody's idea. Ancient landmarks, amen, it's not a Euro European philosophy. It's not an American ideology. 
It's not an you know an Israeli belief system. It's not a Jewish system. The Asian landmark, amen. It's not amen. The the African culture, you know. It's not the ancestral belief system. This Asian landmark was established by Yahweh Himself, by God. God, the Bible says, He is the Creator of the heavens and the earth. He established the foundations of the earth. That's why they say, if the foundation be destroyed, you have to understand the principles, the apostolic concept of foundations. Many of us, our life is not built on the right foundation. And that's why, amen, when certain things happen to us, we compromise. We jump out of the box. which We run away from the training. We are seeking, hallelujah, a place to go and hide. When God said, I need to correct your foundation. He said, no, I, I, no, 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 no. Let's leave it that way. Just build on me. Just build on me, Lord. Just build on me. They said, sorry, we, we want to build, but we can't build on these values because your foundation speaks into values. It speaks into, amen, your philosophy. It speaks into your character, your behavior. If you grow in an environment that is, like I always say, that is, you know, induced with poverty, and suddenly you come into you know what you will call opportunity it will take God for you not to steal <laughs> it will take God for you not to compromise it will take God to prevent you hallelujah from not going with you know Balak as a Balaam that has been walking with God amen but you have not really, amen, been seeing progress in your ministry. You've not been seeing, amen, you know, all the people that come to your church and your prophetic gathering, amen, are people you need to bless, are people you need to still give money, amen, yes, for transportation back home. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You're the one taking money to assist the people and you still preach to them and you still do all those things, amen. You're the one struggling in the community to try to put everybody together. And suddenly you met a Balak who says, I will give you all the riches that you want. Hello? I will give you. Balak knew that you've got something that money could not buy. Balak knew you've got authority, you've got power. You've got the word of the Lord. Balak knew that your word are yea and amen. Balak understood the grace and the giftings of God in your life even though you don't really know it. That the grace and the giftings of God does not equate to money. That the fact that you are grace and anointed does not mean, hallelujah, that you must have six dig dig digits. That you must have X amount flowing into your account every month. It doesn't work that way. Godliness does not translate to money. That's scripture. And so there's a balak that comes your way. And because your vision is not one with God, your vision is about Father, just give me a breakthrough. Just give me a breakthrough. If that is your prayer, sorry. 
the enemy may bring you to certain level of temptation that will bring something you believe is a breakthrough and you'll fall into his trap. I need a breakthrough from the Lord. I also pray that prayer. I need a breakthrough. We all need breakthrough. But I know what I mean when I say breakthrough. You've got to see all the angles and understand what true breakthrough is from heaven's definition and perspective. Because the devil may just answer your prayer and you would have given a testimony on church on Sunday. God has done it for me. And the devil, the devil will be looking at his core and says, look at this fool. She doesn't even know, he doesn't even know that we answered that prayer. <laughs> and the enemy knows that is God is still gonna come, he's gonna do that thing, but in five years' time. But since you cannot wait, so the devil said, Let's seize this opportunity. We can see he can't wait, she cannot wait. Guys, bring the breakthrough. <laughs> oh hallelujah I will wait David says as a watchman waits for the morning I will wait for you are you seeing the direction the Lord is speaking to us this morning understanding vision is your vision aligned with God are you seeing what God is seeing that's what that means are you seeing what God is seeing? Are you hearing what God is saying? Amen. Is your heart pulsating to us the heartbeat of God? Or your heart is pursuing something you can get from God? So you can also prove to the people, see what the Lord has done. You understand? So you also can use amen, your so-called achievement as a leverage. As a leverage. We want to we live in a world where we need to leverage ourselves. Your car is a leverage. Your house is a leverage. Where you want to stay is a leverage. Your dressing is a leverage. You do everything to leverage yourself. So that when they give you the truth, you say, ah, this truth will not leverage me. Ah, ah, ah. God, go and give Isaiah Philip that message. Go give Isaiah Philip that message. He's the one that don't mind. But no, don't give me this one. We can't preach this one. No, God. No, 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 no. Not this one. <laughs> Please take it away. <laughs> uh, no, we've got to preach. God will do it for you. Uh, your breakthrough is coming. Your millions are coming. You know? <laughs> we, we are the one. going to make a way for you. So you have become God now. You think you have a ministry? <clears throat> I can't preach this one, Lord. Go and give Isaiah Phillips. He doesn't mind. <laughs> because everything, is, even your beauty is a leverage. The way you dress is a leverage. Because the world we live in, they are very soulish. They are very carnal. They can't see beyond, amen, your physicality. Then the Bible said, no, no man after the flesh. Even Jesus, we used to know him by the flesh. He said, henceforth know ye no man after. In other words, true believers, true seekers, true followers of the Lord. When you park your car, whatever it is, the latest, you know, Range Rover, which of course I love. I, lo I mean, don't, don't think I don't love those cars. I just don't chase them. As a teenager, I've always been a lover of Range Rover. 
In fact, I used to love, you know, a, a, a Suzuki Land Cruiser. Anything Jeep. But I just love the way they've modernized, you know, those Range Rover. You understand? But you I, I, I would never for one day, God, no, no, no. If God says, I'm going to have it, as I've sought for other things, it will provide it. Listen, the call of God in your life has a tag of everything you will ever need. Everything. All right. Till the numbers of undies you're going to wear. The numbers of shoes you're going to have. <laughs> you said, is God that detail? Go and ask him. Because if you can project a desire that is not in alignment, amen, with the vision, with the intentions of God for your life, that has become an opening for the enemy. You see why they kill certain things in our life before they bring us to the place of true desire. They have to kill the desire of the soul for the desire of the spirit to be awakened. Where there is no vision. This morning God has spoken to us about vision. The people cast, they cast it up. They throw caution into the air. But blessed is he that keeps the law. To keep the Lord is to be doer of the principle. The word law, amen, is the values, is the principle, is the standard that hold things together. When you break the law, amen, by design, you, you, pay, you pay a penalty. Amen. Yes. You climb a three-story building and you decide to break the law by jumping down and say, well, I, I've prayed, I've been fasting for 40 days and I'm I believe the Lord, amen, to walk on air. In fact, I'm going to float. If you don't go and meet God that day, then you should thank God. But one thing is clear. You're going to break your leg. You're going to break your bones. And then you realize that God designed life to be governed by law. The law, amen, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets me free. You're struggling with sin. It's because you have not come to understand the law of the spirit of life in Christ. Life is designed and governed by laws. Even the worldly people who are into, you know, the world of, you know, uh, science, they understand that. And that's why sometimes they look at some of us as Christians. They, they say you guys are foolish you're crazy because they don't understand the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus their, their understanding of law amen was paid by natural things by natural things by atoms you understand by you know nu nucleus and uh, nuclear and uh, you know all of those dimensions in physics God set all those laws there I don't know many of those laws but i know the law of the spirit of life and i know that that law amen protects me amen from sinning could be sin of the flesh lust of the flesh lust of the eyes pride of life when i abide by the law the spirit of life when i walk through the spirit of amen the law of life in christ jesus i am insulated protected from carnality Because if you don't understand law, 
You're going to cast off restraint. You're going to justify why certain things must be the way they are. But there's no justification. The people will cast off restraint. But blessed is he that keeps the law. It's in the keeping of the law that you are able to maintain restraint. It is in keeping the law that you are able to get up even when you have been beaten down and people think it's over, the game is over. In fact, in that description I was given about, you know, you know, the boxer, people must have gotten up from their seat and said, now the, the, it's finished. I, I just, have you seen that guy that beats, you know, Tyson? I could still remember, you know, back in the days, when you hear of Tyson, it's like, nobody beats this guy. But forgotten the guy, is it Joseph or whoever that guy that beat Tyson? That guy was determined. And I was listening to an interview. How did you, how were you able, even when you have been given the blow and you fell, how were you able to get up, amen, and still, you know, be, defeat Tyson? He said, because in my mind, I, I, I had said this, this battle is for my mother, if I'm not mistaken. He said, this, I told, I promised my mother I was going to win this. I mean, that's just a man who used the power of his imagination. He, <laughs> he's not even spiritual. But he touched on something. And this guy got up, he beat, beat Tyson. But you see, before you can do that, you must have been doing some training and believing. You see, David did not just turn up one day to defeat Goliath. You know that. See, our problem in the body of Christ, in the church, is that we don't have history of victory. We don't have victory. We don't have history, amen, of defeating, you know, you know, a, a, a bear, a, 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 you know, a lion. We don't have those victory. We don't have those history. The things of God are built on history. One of the things that I shared in the beginning of this message when we began is that there are rich history in Christ that we have to track, we have to trace by looking at those men and women who have journeyed ahead of us. When you look at the life amen, of, of, of Noah, of Enoch, there are rich history. When you consider Abraham, when you look at Isaac, Isaac, amen, in the day of famine, he wanted to live and go down to Egypt, amen, just like his father did. God spoke to him and said, no, don't go to Egypt. You stay here in the land of Gideon. You stay here in the land of the Philistine. I know it's dry. I know it's barren. I know nothing is producing, but I want to use you, hallelujah, to establish something here. Stay here, Isaac. Don't go down to Egypt. I mean, if it's in our day, you won't listen to God. You will go because that was what your father did. Your father went down to Egypt. And to say it's Abraham of all people. Abraham went down to Egypt. But God said, no, no, no. I'm changing the order. There will be times I want you to go to Egypt. But now, no, no. You're not going to Egypt. Stay here. So he stayed. And the Bible says... And Isaac earlier received a hundredfold harvest in that same year. But look at what happened to him. Talking about you know consistency and being able to maintain earlier the Asian landmark. The Asian landmark is that you could hear God. 
a generation we've raised we're raising a generation that can hear God they don't don't understand the mind of God we like to follow pattern we like to follow you know what we've seen other people do God said Isaac you don't go down to Egypt that's a nation landmark I want to ask you can you hear God because Isaac would have just followed the same principle and pattern of his father which is what he was doing God said no they don't go the Bible says, amen, and in the same year. But before that, look at what happened. The Bible says, when Isaac dug the well, the first well Isaac dug, the people of the land, remember he was a foreigner in the land of Giria, they took, the, they took amen, that water, they took that well from him. Of course, the blessings of God was following him. I'm sure everybody has been digging well, and they couldn't get water. They couldn't find water. But when Isaac and his men start digging, hallelujah, they found water. They took it from him. They said, no. This land belongs to us. Therefore, this water is ours. <laughs> Let me not even begin to go into certain things in my mind. You know, or else I'm going to create another trouble. Let me just leave it that way. They took that well from him. A foreigner comes into your land. Start digging the land. Hallelujah. Find things. I said, no, no, no. Sorry. If the land belongs to us, you are just a common foreigner. You just bloody Nigeria. Go back to your country. You understand? Well, God says, this is not the time to go. All right. Stay here. He dug another well. He found water again. Why was it that the owners of the land, they were digging, they couldn't find water? I leave, I leave that for you to figure out. He dug another well. They took it from him. And you know one thing about Isaac? He didn't fight. Because you see, when you've got the capacity, when you've got the technology on the inside of you, no matter where they take you to, amen, you will reproduce. You need to learn how, how Isaac, amen, is able to dig well and find water in the same land that you are living and you're saying nothing is working, nothing is producing, but a foreigner can come earlier and dig the same land, amen, and yes, water flowing out. And they took that one from him. I mean, if I was one, I would have just said, guys, we're going to settle this. Then he dug the third one. It's called Rehoboth. He named it Rehoboth. God has made room for me and I will prosper in the land. God is just touching some nuggets this morning. You see, it's not the digging. It is the hand digging. It is the hard digging. We're dealing with amen, issues of Asian landmarks. We need these landmarks today in our life in order to live life within the craziness of the day. Within the contradictions and the perversions of the day. Within the false systems and the false order of the day. In Isaac, we learn certain principles and values. In, the, in his father, we learn faith. In Isaac, we learn earlier, the ability to hear God and not respond. Amen to former trend and not respond to amen the natural trend the, the natural pattern that we need to know how to hear God are you with me we're dealing with some very important principle and I hope you're learning 
today's leaders must learn to find the ancient path that has been shifted and that has still been removed from all aspects of life we are dealing with a perverted culture that is shifting that is removing amen that is rewriting the history which history the history of god the history amen of divine order of divine pattern of divine standard amen of divine you know value system when you walk into certain place you can hardly recognize is this the same place because patterns have been changed landmarks have been removed things are happening that we seem not to have answer for is somebody listening this morning now I want to quickly show you something else I've got some scripture that I want to read I'm just trying to <clears throat> let's look at this scripture Psalm 102 Psalm 102 verse 20, 25 to 26 In the beginning David said In the beginning You lay the foundations of the earth God laid the foundations of the earth And the heavens are the works of your hand Now I'm trying to establish something here That is very very important In the beginning In, in what is known as Genesis the place of arch order the place of the, the, the proton proton first in time first in order first in rank first in space when God amen laid the foundation establish the earth amen he lays certain principle when they talk about foundation please see beyond just well i want to build a house so i've laid down foundation have you noticed that foundation also gives us amen parameter foundation also amen defines to us landmarks your foundation cannot encroach on another man's land hello you cannot build a foundation that is encroaching amen in another you know on your neighbor's you know uh, you know territory your foundation must stay within the framework of your landmark of your own piece of land in the beginning what am I say I'm showing using the scripture to express to project amen a value system if God in the beginning laid the foundation certainly amen he had defined to us amen how he wants our building our life if you will our structure our value system amen to function that's the point that i'm making in the beginning you laid it was god who laid it he laid the foundation of your life and my life he laid the foundation amen of manhood he laid the foundation amen of you know of 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 the male man he laid the foundation amen of the of the female hallelujah man according to scripture he made them man in the beginning it's a female man because the word man amen speaks of a spiritual state 
but the function of the second man amen is designed amen to be a woman a, a man with a womb a man that can receive seed to birth to produce to bring forth hallelujah that which has been placed in her or injected in her that which she has received as a spam God named them Adam and Eve for a reason you need to understand this values because we live in a world where amen those values are being attacked are being challenged are being fought against it is strange it is unhuman What is the foundation that God laid? How did he lay it? You can see it. That's why he gave us the word. The reason why they gave us the Bible. The reason why so many people amen, have to die in protecting the word of God. Is for us to have amen, a pattern and a reference to God's desire and blueprint for life. That's why I'm doing you know, some very short messages, uh, teachings on TikTok. Because... I mean, the demography of people using TikToks are youths. And many of the youths today don't read the Bible. They don't know what God says in his word. They have no desire. So God is using me to reach that space and, you know, help them to learn how to study the Bible, how to love the Bible, how to love the word of God. And I know that it's not just them. Even men of us that are even watching, many of us, even some men of God, they only read the Bible when they need to get reference to preach. So, so it's easy for the enemy to, to project and promote certain values that are contrary to the will of God because the devil knows that they don't know the word of God. And he knows that the few they know, amen, he so project those few that they believe that few is the whole. So deception is inevitable. Are you getting the point? God laid the foundation in the beginning. But not just of the earth, but even of the heavens. Speaking into the dimension of the cosmos, speaking into the dimension, amen, of a life beyond hallelujah, our realm, beyond what we can see. And that's why today you're hearing all kinds of things about, you know, demons. They'll call them, you know, uh, aliens, you know, encroaching on the earth. You know, people tell you all kinds of, there are all kinds of secrecy that people are talking about. And people are looking for answer. Check the word of God. There are truth foundations, amen. Principles that have been laid on how to deal with, amen, uh, you know, extraterrestrial spirits. Things that are outside of our realm. There are ways we can deal with them because God Amen. Has spoken to us plainly in His Word. God spoke to us in His Word about Amen. Yes, you know stars and galaxy. In fact, name some of them. The God we're talking about is a very intelligent God. Of course, He must be when you look at His creation. If you want to know how intelligent God is, just look at your own life. Look, look at how he structured your life.
somebody listening in the beginning you lay the foundations of the of the earth and the heavens and the heavens are the works of your hand not the works of science not the works amen of some professor not the works of some you know humilities some works of some god knows who wherever they're coming from illuminatis they call themselves the enlightened ones we are the most enlightened creatures on earth we are the light bearers in him was life and the light became the light of men if christ is in you you're a light bearer the heavens are the works of your hand listen to what david says they will perish who is he talking about the people who want to shift and change the landmark who want to remove the order who wants to you know you know re repurpose the intentions of God who says no a man is a woman and a woman can be a man and the people will say well things are not supposed to be the way they are we're changing the order we want to we want people to do what they want to do because that's their own will yes you've got the power to make a man to make a choice but you also must be willing amen to embrace the consequence of your choice because there is judgment to everyone and system that seeks to change the order that God has put in place And this affects every dimension of life. Bible says if you sow to the flesh, you will reap corruption. That's a principle. But if you sow amen, to, to righteousness, you will reap life and peace. That's a landmark. Landmarks are not supposed to be removed. They are not supposed to be changed. In fact, when you seek to change God's landmark, amen, listen to this, the thing will backfire on you. But my point is, we need to know those landmarks so we can teach our children because that's what God said in Genesis 18 I know Abraham and I'm going to touch on that before the time goes because I can see my time is running <laughs> All right. he said they will perish you will remain can you see that are you listening are you watching that scripture they will perish you will remain his landmark will remain. His order, his values will stand. No matter how powerful they think they are, no matter how you know influential and how authoritative they think they are, even in the world of media, the Bible says they will perish. YouTube can decide. I will shut down this message. I will. I will not allow people to hear. But guess what? The word of the Lord has gone forth. Hallelujah! The counsels of God will stand. The will of God will stand. You can't stop it. Truth cannot be cannot be cannot be hidden. You, 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 truth is like a smoke. You can't hide it. It will find its way out. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. <laughs> They will wear out like a garment. No matter how new your garment is, a day is going to come. That thing, amen, is going to suffer what is called wear and tear. To wear out. The only thing that never wears out is truth. Like clothes, you will change them. Of course they will be changed. They will be removed. Where are those empires today? Who began? 
who decided that they will wipe amen, the intentions of God out of the earth through wiping the people of God. The nation of Israel is still existing today. And that's why, you know, some people could not believe that, you know, that, that piece of land can still be owned by a people that God judged. Send them era, into Assyria, from Assyria, send them to Egypt, send them to all kinds of places, send them to Babylon. And yet God still said, I will maintain this land for you. When God needs to judge, he will judge. And his word, hallelujah, will not be over, you know, override. His word will still stand. His promises will still stand. We're talking about something very important. Hallelujah. That if we are going to occupy till Christ come, we have to know how to, amen, engage the landmarks. We have to find those landmarks. Ladies and gentlemen, those landmarks are a spiritual state. They are a spiritual condition. There's something about, amen, yes, how we understand spirituality. Yes, this is one of the things that have kept me today. You understand? I've lived my life, amen. I've seen some moves. I've, I've been into certain, you know, places. I've seen certain things. And I've come out of those places unscaled. Because of the mercy of God, one. Because of the truth. And because I understand landmarks. I've questioned and queried certain things that I've seen. And I've said, but this is not what the word of God says everything looks wild nice but i'm checking those things and i'm weighing them on the value system of the word of god that's why it's important you know the word of god because it becomes your yastic of judgment so when you hear me say things it's not because i just want to say them but because you weigh them with what the bible says and when you say what is in the bible i say well okay i agree but let's see if it's a doctrine out of the mount of yes two or three let every word be established let's see if it's a doctrine oh well it's in the scripture but it's not a doctrine so it's not accepted because doctrine translates to lifestyle doctrine is not just something you know it becomes what amen you do it's a lifestyle and doctrine shows us it gives us parameter in fact doctrines are landmarks Lest you go outside of what has been what? Written. Yes. There are people, amen. They'll tell you what is in the Bible. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Okay, it's in the Bible. Let's see, amen, if it is a doctrine. Doctrine means, is there in the Old Testament? All right. Is there in the law? Is there in the, I mean, when Jesus was about to establish a doctrine, when he met those guys, walking on the road of, of Emmaus, he took them from the law to the psalm, hallelujah, to reveal himself because, of course, the New Testament has not been written. So he uses, amen, the law, the, the, the Torah, the law, you know, the Torah, and he uses the book of Psalm, amen, and of course, he began to speak because, amen, at that moment, the scripture was still just, amen, the New Testament was going through a transition. The New Testament began, the, the writings of the New Testament began where? Yes, in the book of Acts. Yes. But so the 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 the, 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 the you know the gospel were written by the eyewitness. Were written by eyewitness, the disciples of Jesus. Amen. So a few eyewitnesses who saw earlier. Yes, that's how the scripture were written. But the old testament was what they were using. Are you saying that Paul actually used the old testament as a yastitude? Yes, he did. 
the revelation God was revealing to them. Yes, they had the written code, they had the written history and, uh, and the dealings of God in their life. That was how, amen, the Bible was comp compiled, the New Testament. So Jesus, amen, was referring to what has been written about him. That these guys who were his disciples did not know. They didn't track those things. But Jesus said, you didn't this, when this thing written, was it not said earlier that these things were going to happen to me? That I was going to die and at the third day I will rise again? How come you didn't know these things? Are you following Anybody can build anything and call it God. God is in the midst of us. God is moving. Our God is leading us. Do you check the scripture? You're going to get into trouble with a lot of people because their lifestyle will be negating the values of what is in the scripture. And when you stand to challenge that, they're going to hate you for it. And it's on that line the scripture says you'll be persecuted you'll be hated for my for my sake because you're going to be saying but what you're doing your, your lifestyle is not reflecting what is in the bible this thing you're talking about this thing you're preaching you know it's not in agreement with what is in the scripture but it sounds good but it's spent but can't you see no 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 I don't want to see The Bible, the word of God, amen, is the yastic that defines lifestyle. The Bible is not just about having information or knowledge about God. No, it defines how we live life, how we behave. <laughs> By their fruit, the word of God in our life ought to be the manifestation of the fruit we bear. So when you are defining yourself, you don't define yourself, amen, by your tradition, by your culture, all right, by where you come from, by your village, all right, by your nationality. You define yourself, amen, based on the new life you claim you have in Christ. If any man be in Christ is a new creation. Therefore, what motivate and define your values are now, amen, a reflection of what is known as the Christ life. Yes. And any other thing you do, it can be in a form of religion, maybe church. It could be in a form of relationship. It could be in a form of service, a form of business. Amen. It could be in a form of serving society in government. It must mirror the values of what the word of God says or else you are not representing Christ and the kingdom of God. When this statement I've just made when you wait and you look at the impact in, in life and society you will understand why you can say a nation is a Christian nation but they are still being ruled by darkness they are still being ruled by charlatans they are still being overridden earlier and controlled by unbelievers by people who are deep into the worship of darkness why? Because those who claim to be Christians, who claim to be followers of Christ, did not, do not understand what is in the scripture, what has been written, and how what has been written should reflect their life and behavioral pattern. Uncovering the Asian landmarks.
regardless of where you are who you are what should reflect and define your values of existence is the word of god and the word of god is a book that defines to us landmarks landmarks why why did god frown us certain things why did god accept certain things why did god amen tells us that thing we must not do it that people we must not amen engage with them that kind of lifestyle he doesn't want it why because he's a god that defines pattern hallelujah yes that defines order that defines systems that defines belief when the roman empire rose up they came with a with a strange values with a strange belief and those belief were were fueled hallelujah by you know certain beings they call gods and goddess till today many of the things societies are practicing are borrowed values amen from ancient you know empires so while those empires have collapsed physically the mindset the belief system the value system amen of those empires are still being run in how people amen in their modern life behave i was saying yesterday that many christians and of course non-christian practice stoicism because they believe that stoicism is the best way of dealing with life where did stoicism come from stoicism come from amen an idea received from hallelujah a god a small god and they've perfected that act because those who practice stoicism all right were great philosophers the ideas and the beliefs and the philosophy amen that has been promoted amen by ancient greeks you know by you know uh, uh, by by roman empire amen you know by all these powerful you know uh, uh, empires you know there are two ways you know the 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 the, the greeks particularly the greeks the greeks were not as powerful as a roman the, the roman empire had amen military might military strength but the greek had amen yes what you call intellectual might and strength and the greeks actually used amen their intellectual strength and capacity to defeat the roman empire who were very powerful militarily to the point that amen the culture of the roman empire amen was till today a manifestation of the grecian empire don't joke with what you believe while the roman amen were very powerful militarily they were strong but the greeks they were people who were able to tap into the dimensions of the gods that's why they said amen and in fact all the the gods that the greeks worship are the same god that the roman empire worship and when you begin to understand that you know how amen the enemy changed the concept of warfare of attacking the church from from you know brutality you know from persecuting because you know they they, they thought that when they allow other people to see how christians were being persecuted being thrown to lions amen being fed to dogs all right be, being used being raped or openly and they saw that these christians were not moved in fact 
they were running to be killed. He said, I'm the next one. Please let me go first. I'm like, what kind of human being? What kind of philosophy do these people have? What kind of a thinking is this? Then Constantine in his day came and said, okay, we're no longer going to use, you know, might and strength, you know, to, to, to destroy this, this, you know, this religion. Let's go into alliance with them. Let's sneak in. Let's come in through, all right, uh, uh, giving them opportunity, telling them we're going to make Christianity, you know, a state religion. So Constantine was very powerful. And Constantine, of course, was operating, all right, from Stoicism. It was operating from, all right, the Grecian philosophy, one of the most powerful. Listen to this. If you don't know Jesus Christ and you don't have Christ, amen, as the philosophy that guides your life, in fact, I dare to say that many, 99% of the ideologies and the philosophy of, you know, modality and the way people live their life today are Greek, excuse me, are Greek amen, philosophy. Even some of us will say we're from Africa. Our father, we, we only listen to, you know, our, you know, our ancestral, you know, uh, many of the African beliefs and ideology were overridden, overpowered by the Grecian philosophy. Powerful! Have you noticed that in the days of Jesus, Jesus Christ came to establish a kingdom. Jesus did not come to establish a church. <laughs> Jesus did not come to establish a church. When he said, I will build my church, the church that Jesus built, amen, was a template of life, a template of thinking that should, amen, be used in the driving of the agenda of the kingdom. In other words, the church, amen, cannot exist without the kingdom and the kingdom cannot, amen, exist without the church. In other words, one is a driver to another. It's like, okay, you've got a car. You need a car to move somewhere. Let's say that car, amen, is the kingdom of God. But for that car to move, you need an ignition. You need a key. Amen. The church is the key. The church is the key that goes zoom, yeah, and drive the kingdom of God into realms. So the church is not the kingdom. And Jesus did not come to establish a church. He came to build a church. And that church is a lifestyle. It's not where you go and send the money. It's not where you think you're going now. After this broadcast, some of you, I'm going to church. We don't go to church. You are the church. Your life, your belief, your home, your marriage, your children are all part of the intricacies of the church. The church was established to be, to be run through a home. That's why you would never find in the scripture that a church was built in a particular location. Churches were gathered in the house of people. With some accommodate, amen, the, the Grecian, amen, Stoicism belief system that will now, have you noticed that it is the Greeks that began to build temples? Oh, I'm in trouble this morning. Lord, I need to, I need to finish. The Greeks introduces the idea of building temples for their gods and their goddesses. That's why some of the most beautiful temples all right, we're built, amen, for goddess and gods. 
you and I understand that those gods, amen, are de demonic spirits. And some of them are very powerful because they are they are they are not just demonic, amen. They are territorial spirits. And how do how does a territorial spirit get to be formed? When a belief, amen, has been projected and promoted by the powers of darkness, and that belief becomes a general accepted lifestyle of values of people within a region, you establish, amen. A stronghold that is feeding a principality that defines how people live in society. Did you get that? Strongholds are always connected to principality. Principality. Listen to the work of principality. They regulate patterns. They regulate behavior. They regulate thinking patterns. Strongholds are not bothered about, you know, this petty petty. No, they define the general state and belief, you know, lifestyle of people within the region or society. So everybody does it. You get to that same community and you say, I will never do that thing. We give you another three years. <laughs> I'm still standing. Give her, give him another six years. By the twelfth year, you you have shifted amen, your tent from amen, close to Sodom. You are inside Sodom. That was the lifestyle of Lot. That was what happened to Lot. Before you knew it, Lot was inside. When Lot left Abraham, he was not go. He was not going to Sodom and Gomorrah. The next time you hear of Lot, he was inside. Principality. They control culture, trends, beliefs. Principality earlier are, you know, are, are resourced by powers, rulers of darkness. And they will use music and use, amen, movies and use these things that you have come to love. They will use schools, institutions, in universities, they will establish cult so that lot you know you know uh, uh, professors you know and students all right in the night meet at certain place amen yes that is designed by organized cult even though in the day the lecturer or the professor is teaching in the class and everybody is saying oh thank you sir thank you sir but in the night where they meet the lecturer and the student are pally why? Because there is a cult that has been established that defines the governing values and policy of the school. That's why many schools, not just in Africa, even in overseas, they, they are run by a man, cult, powerful cults. So you think you go to school to study. While you're studying, they're also projecting something else. Because that is how the cosmos is governed. The world is ruled by a man. Yes, secret societies. And this secret society, amen, are connected, amen, to values, principalities, who establish values. So that man that you think, wow, he has succeeded. You know, he's the richest man in town. No, in the night, you go look at his life. You go look at what he's doing. You got to look at the things and the people, amen, and the society he's paying homage to. You think I'm wrong? When you read the book of Ezekiel, you will notice that even in the church, people that you were called elders, apostles, pastors, bishops, you understand? God said, Ezekiel, let me show you what this will are doing behind the curtain. 
Watch, praise and worship is going on. Everybody's going, hallelujah, praise you, Jesus. They say, Ezekiel, God had to break through the wall and saw, amen, the leaders, the spiritual leaders who are the political leaders. Back in the day, the spiritual leaders are the political leaders. They are the law, they are the lawmakers. Yes. God said, Ezekiel, come, let me show you what they're doing. They were worshiping Thomas. They were worshiping the you know the goddess of the sun. They, they worshiping. I mean, in the in what they call the temple of God. I mean, it's crazy. So when you hear things about T.B. Joshua and the T.D.J.S. of this one, there's many either you know allegedly or not allegedly. It tells you that there is something that is wrong with. I mean. Can you imagine somebody tomorrow tells you that you know Isaiah, you know, was caught, you know, uh, uh, worshiping, you know, doing certain things that you say no, it's not Isaiah because by their fruit you will know them. What am I saying? When you don't stand for truth openly, openly. When you are not preaching the truth openly, when you are not exalting Jesus Christ openly, when you're preaching what is known as, you know, uh, 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 what's that word now? A friendly user message. When you're preaching messages that suit the soul of the people. I said it years back. I said, this thing TDJX is doing and preaching is going to backfire on him one day. Because you're using, amen, the poverty of the people. You're using the, 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 the political condition. You're using the social state, amen, of the nation, particularly among the black, black women. The whole entire ministry is built around, amen, broken homes, shattered, amen, you know, lives of black young women, amen, to build something. One day, this thing is going to collapse and that's what is happening. Because you can't build church like that. You cannot build church, amen. Looking at is like is like running, amen. Uh, you know, a business. You look at, amen. What is the need? What is the market need? What is what are the people looking for? What what is the need of the people in society? And you use that. You use that thing. I mean, I can use what's going on in South Africa to build a church. I will have one of the most largest churches, and my church will succeed because I know the need of the people. I know what's going on you build around that when you do that you build after the order of the halots is the halot system the church is not about market trend the church is the ground and the pillar of truth when i look at that i say this thing is going to backfire on this man i used to know this man i used to at least i understand where he's coming from when he begins to change his message so when you start changing your message your church your church starts getting bigger you start building domes but there's a price that comes with that are you getting the point so constantine sneaked into the church by presenting to the church all right certain values that certain people in the church believe is the right thing we after all the bible said we must go into the world and preach the gospel this man is offering us amen an opportunity is giving us a leverage make christianity amen a state's religion who told you that was the desires of god 
He said, we must go into the world. Amen. He didn't say we must force the gospel to their throat. <laughs> so that whoever don't believe, we kill them. That's not, that's why the issue, amen, of the crusade. The issue of the crusade is still a big issue. In fact, to many Muslims, one, one of the reasons why certain Muslims will not accept Jesus is because they said, back in the early century, the crusaders killed a lot of Muslims. Because they said, if you don't believe in what we preach, we kill you. But that was not Jesus. Jesus never sent amen the church to do that. That was amen a propaganda of the Catholic Church, which of course amen went into alliance, into partnership with wood with Constantine. You see, a little bit of church history will allow you amen to know what we're dealing with because the people who have shifted, who are still shifting the landmark today, amen, are the religious gatekeepers vis-a-vis -vis the Catholic Church, the Anglican Church. Methodist Church. I, I told you not too long ago what the Methodist Church in UK said. They said, well, this issue of calling husband and wife, you know, that uh, is becoming more controversial. Let's just start removing those, those terminologies. Huh? Those are no longer church. They, those are church of something else. <laughs> those are removing, they are removing, removing the landmarks, removing what makes us a what defines our identity it's like somebody come tomorrow and say no your surname is no longer Akitola we give you another name you have, you have removed the landmark you've shifted something from my life they're removing what defines amen the life of a true follower of Christ the life I mean why can't this if okay if you're doing that do it to every other religion why is it that is christianity alone you're doing it because they know that christianity is the threat is the threat is the threat to their society because christianity is not just calling you to preach something it's calling you to live a life and lifestyle impact people lifestyle amen is the power to change other people it's not just something you preach it's a life you live and that's why you hear some other religion will also tell you no our religion is a lifestyle they lie because if it's a lifestyle then let the people choose their religion that you cannot decide to want to leave say I'm living no they will kill you and any religion that forces his will or the will of his God upon the mass, amen, is a cult. It's not including Christianity if it is. The people must have the opportunity, amen, to make their choice for themselves. But when you have to shift the landmark and you have to accommodate people or you have to preach certain things to project certain narrative, that is, you see, I preach the truth and I let you to, to, to decide. That's what Jesus said whosoever the Bible said on that great day John 10 on that great day Jesus cried out hallelujah I am the living water whoever is thirsty must come to me he doesn't bring the water to you he went there he stood hallelujah wisdom is building a house wisdom has positioned herself amen yes at the path at the gate we read the scripture the last time I'm going to read it again if there's time time is gone amen you know in Jeremiah 6 16 amen yes is they stand at the at the at the at the, at the crossroad, ask for the good part 
and walk in it. There is a choice. That's why they gave you a will to make a choice. But we have to now identify amen, that choice, that path. That's what my message is all about. Clear the path so people can say, oh, you mean there was a path here? I never knew. Oh, there's a path there. Because the path, the Bible said the path, amen, to Zion has been covered with bushes, with, with grass. Why? Because people don't longer, no longer journey on that path. So we need prophets. I need you watching me this morning, amen, to clear the path. Let's clear the path. Let's, let's, let's let the people know when the path is no longer, amen, you know, being walked on, amen, grass will cover it. Nobody will, nobody will know that there's a road there until somebody comes and says, you know, there used to be a road here. Are you sure? Yeah. We, I used to travel this road with my father. We used to take this route. So what we need to do is to clear the path. We're clearing the path. We're clearing the path. So people will say, oh, you mean there's a route here? We never know. Yeah, there's a route there. You can take it. You will find rest for your soul. That's my message, friends. To say there's a path God has ordained for us. There's an ancient path. There's a landmark. And when you're clearing, ah, this, ah I can see the landmark. I say, yes, there's a landmark there. Landmarks are there to guide us. They're there to guide us. Ah, no, 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 no. You're going to... When you know landmarks, you will never go wrong. Landmarks are like, you know, sign, you know uh, what do you call them now? Signposts. You're traveling, alright? You're traveling a far distant country. But you keep your eyes on the road and you keep your eyes, amen, on the sign, signpost. Alright? The signpost will tell you, you are 300, you know, uh, uh, miles close to your destination. When you get to, you know, the next uh, 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 road, turn left. Alright? You keep going. Have you ever been to certain, you know, uh, taking certain journey and you're on the road and they say turn left. And it's like, okay, you turn left. And it's like, that road never, you know, it's like that road is not, is not ending. And you're almost doubting. Am I still on the right road? Because you've not seen the next soundboard. You've not seen the right samples. And you're driving. And at some point you're thinking, maybe I've missed it. But sometimes they just keep going, just keep going. And just after a while, you saw the next sun post say, where you're almost at your destination in the next uh, uh, 500 uh, uh, kilometer turn right. Then you, analog. <laughs> at least I know I'm still on the right path. We need those signposts. Many of the signposts have been washed away. Some have been removed. <laughs> Some have been painted with all kinds of, you know, images. Some are nudity. You're traveling, you're seeing, you're seeing a woman. They're selling tire, but what you're seeing is a naked woman. You're wondering, how does a naked woman got to do with where I'm going? Well, that's the world we live in today. You understand? You're seeing a macho guy, you know, and you're wondering, but they are removing the signposts. They are removing the signboard. They are removing the landmarks. So we can make shipwreck. So we can we can we can end up in the wrong place. We can end up in the ditch. There's a road that cement right onto a man. But the end is destruction. I'm gonna end here this morning. And then hopefully we'll continue again when the Lord grants us you know the grace. 
such a word we've shared this morning such a truth we've laid again I, I hope and I pray that this word resonates with you because they resonate with me I'm not just preaching to you I'm also preaching to myself I go back and listen to this word and see how this word brings direction and instruction to my life we all need it lest you think you're on the right path and you end up in the wrong place you end up where you don't want to be and you're asking yourself how how did I find myself here who wants to go on a journey that will not first sit down and count the cost if you have what it takes amen to reach your destination to finish the building do you have enough oil do you have enough grace do you have enough competence capacity have you yielded yourself or are you faking it are you living in denial are you just living based on what amen, you feel is right or do you know what you're doing is right when you do what is right and you're persuaded by it Bible says you're not afraid whatever comes your way you are able to bear it good or bad you bear it because you know that amen you are on the right path so being on the right path does not mean that you're, you're homeward bound it, it just means that whatever comes along your path you can face them amen squarely and, and challenge those things because if you're not sure that you're on the right path you're not sure if you're doing the right thing then it's easy amen for you to doubt it's easy for you to give up it's easy for you amen to shift I want to encourage you are you on the right path are you living your life in accordance to the desired blueprint of heaven there's an ancient landmark we have to maintain we have to keep this is the day of the Lord friends I invite you once again to pressing into God let's ask the Lord God help me Bible says let everyone who assume he or she stands should take heed let's ask God examine me try me help me to see help me to know help me to understand you are the beginner you are the foundation of my life and everything that deals with with the way I think heavenly things speaks to mindset belief system earthly things speaks to amen the ground that you walk but the two must work hand in hand Lord everything that is seeking to derail my thought pattern let them begin to wear off now as I bind my mind to your will as I connect myself to your intentions and desire I'm asking once again that your kingdom come into my life let your will be done as it is done in heaven let it be done this morning have your way lead me oh God bring me to truth bring me to the order of the finish let your will find inroad and expression in my life I surrender to you of myself I can do nothing I walk with you I submit to you come on friends let's pray let's ask the Lord to help us this morning to grant us grace to grant us to grant us ability to grant us courage align yourself and as you do that let the will of God find inroad and expression in your life we thank you father this morning we bless your name for you are faithful to your word 
You are faithful to your promises. You can bring to pass what you have promised. Heaven and earth will pass away, but not a stroke of your word will go unfulfilled. So have your way in my life. Take your place. Be glorified in me. May your kingdom continue to come. Build me until your intentions are fulfilled in my life. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Father, we praise your name. Father, we bless your name. Lord, we honor you. We glorify you. Take your place. Take your place. Have your way. Rule and reign in our lives and through our life. To the glory of your name. To the glory of your name we pray. To the glory of your name we pray. Oh, hallelujah. Friends, thank you so very much for joining us this morning. I want to believe that the Lord has done something fresh, something new in your life. I want to believe that his will is finding expression in your life. I pray that this morning or whatever time zone that you live in, that your life will express the desires of God. That you will not give in. You will not give in to compromise. But rather your life will be an expression of the will of God. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We glorify you. Have your way. Have your way. Yes. We will not fail in this battle. But we will continue to press in. Though the outer man may perish. The inner man will be renewed. Day by day. Thank you so very much everyone. Thank you for joining this morning. May God continue to bless you.